I'm Thomas Gideon, and this is the audio diary of a peculiar character. In it, I share thoughts about food, drink, beer, travel, music, and life in general in five-minute segments. You can read more at the companion site of A Peculiar Character at peculiarcharacter.com. All three of my stainless steel fermenters are currently full. I filled the latest of them last week. I was joined on brew day by a new assistant, a friend of mine from work, Caleb, who has brewed a few times. I think he's done maybe uh, at least one all-grain batch or maybe just uh, some uh, a partial mash. At all events, uh, his assistance was greatly appreciated. He asked a lot of fantastic questions, and I enjoy hanging out with him. We have a lot of common interests anyway, chit-chatting about work, games, and of course our shared passion for brewing. The beer in question was my brown ale. It's the third year that I've made this recipe. It tasted fantastic all throughout the process. I've made a change in how I'm going to spice it. The first year that I did it, I think I did the spices directly into the beer. It didn't work out so well. Second year, I did a tincture, but I combined the vanilla, the cocoa nibs, and the cinnamon all together. The cinnamon was overpowering as a consequence, despite cutting down the amount of cinnamon used in that second batch of the beer. This time, I separated the spices out. I think that's common sense, actually, in retrospect. They're still stewing away in the little mason jars. I'll filter those out and get them ready to dose the beer. In the next couple of weeks, on the day that I keg it, I'll probably pull a sample ahead of time. That'll let me figure out roughly the ratios of spice to each other, and hopefully the overall ratio going into the beer. I'm optimistic that I'll be able to get just enough cinnamon to get a little bit of heat and a little crispness without it being overpowering. My desire is to then, as a consequence, have the cocoa nibs and the vanilla come through much more uh, strongly. Again, not overpowering, but in a better integrated fashion than years past. The whole brew day went incredibly smoothly, not in the least because of Caleb's assistance. The things that I've learned over the last couple of batches, though, I think I did a really good job of being present and mindful about. In particular, I struggle with patience during the the loudering, the sparging. The slower the runnings so far, it seems to be, the better my efficiency, the more sugar that I pull out of the grains before I switch over to the boil. Caleb was definitely a help there. He was super conscientious on the pumps, watching the level of sparge water in the mash tun. So it was almost, well, it was literally like having two pairs of eyes, two pairs of hands, and and a couple of brains looking after this. So I was able to attend to other things uh, to get ready for the boil and trust that he knew what I was looking for and he showed a really good instinct of when to push a little bit more sparge water into the mash tun to top up. That meant my gravity targets were spot on, my pH targets were spot on, all of that definitely part of why the beer tasted so good through the whole process. I'm optimistic and I'll keg that in another couple of weeks. The other beers in the fermenters were ones that I made earlier in the year. The last batch actually was the uh, spiced stout that I plan to keg uh, towards the end of October. This is one inspired by some travels with my dad when I was younger. I have a Really nice write-up of that on the website. If you're curious, look for Brimstone Hill in the beer listing on the website. That beer honestly was a bit of a struggle at certain points, not least because my pH meter had decided to die on me in the process of making that beer. I think it tasted fine. 
I think it's a testament to how forgiving beer is, regardless of how much we might like to dial things in very closely. It tasted great going into the fermenter. I think it'll be fine when it does go into the keg. It did equip me, though, with some good notes going into the brew day last weekend to make sure the brown ale came out better, mostly to pay a bit more attention in how I set the bed at the start of first runnings. I think the critical mistake I made with the stout is I didn't stir, so I pulled a bit of a vacuum underneath the bed, and that just caused me some issues that ultimately I was able to get unstuck pretty quickly. With the brown ale, I just didn't have that problem at all. I, I stirred the mash a few times throughout the course of a extended mash because I was doing a lower temperature rest, and especially right before uh, starting loudering, pulling the, the first sweet wort out of the mash tun. I talked about the brewing of the third beer in that last fermenter some time ago. That's a strong ale in the style of those beers made in Burton-on-Trent. I've decided to leave that down a bit longer than originally planned to try to get my my keeping beers, the beers that I bulk age, on a bit of a better schedule and fitting into my tap rotation a bit better. I want to have that one since it's a bit hoppier, it's a bit unusual, crisper, and, and more interesting, and I think more spring-summer-like, to keep that down until uh, the early spring and then try to get the old ale into a, a good six-month set year-to-year so that it is ready during the colder months. I think it's a better winter warmer and the uh, darker, richer flavors, I think, just are more evocative of that time of year. It's a good feeling to have all vessels filled. It means I have a, a bit of idle time, at least until the youngest of those beers is ready to go into the keg in another couple of weeks. And I hope to be able to keep that pipeline pretty well utilized well into next year. I would like to thank the Internet Archive for media hosting and bandwidth. The views expressed on this program are my own and where applicable those of my guests and in no way reflect those of my employer or anyone else. This show is produced from 100% recycled bits. Except where noted, permission to recycle those further is granted under the Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 United States License. That means you're free to change this show as much as you like as long as you don't alter credits and you share your changes under the same license. Theme music is Slow Burn by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.